Today's swapping number is 22.93 million. That's the total of the 2021 budget, which will be voted on by the membership in October's fall general election. Today, we're going to talk to SWAPA's second vice president, Tom Nicoy. He's going to talk us through how the final number was achieved, how SWAPA spends that money, and where the membership gets from it. Southwest 143, wind 250 at 5, runway 28, cliff takeoff. Cliff takeoff, runway 28, that was 143. I'm Amy Robinson. And I'm Kurt Heidemann. And here's our interview with Tom Nicoy. Uh, so that's basically what what it takes us to to run all the services, the committees, uh, the building, pay salaries. So um, expenses uh, programs like uh, all of our committees, like Aeromedical, Czech Airman Committee, Elections, Government Affair, Contract Admin, and um, um, professional fees like our outside consultants, uh, property expenses, um, and uh, basically uh, salaries and benefits for the staff here in Dallas. And all of that stuff is actually, we're, we're very open with, with transparency on all of that, correct? The membership's going to see um, all the expenses and all the line items uh, on the website. Tom, explain to the listeners how uh, SWAPA goes about developing the budget since it's a year away. How do you, how do you come up with the numbers that you're going to need next year? So from, from my side, uh, we basically receive budget proposals from all of our committees, and um, it has to kind of fall in line with the same uh, expenditure or what they spent uh, in, in the current year projecting forward. Then there's items like capital expenditure, which is building, um, IT, uh, phones, um, et cetera. We have to basically put all of that together. And, and the CapEx um, expenses, for instance, are something that we talk with finance department, the executive director, IT department, those those aren't really pilot related per se. And then as far as my office is concerned, I have to look at all those uh, committee expenses and and basically see if they're realistic, if they're not, um, whether we're going to uh, use that kind of, uh, let's just say contract admin has uh, SBOA scheduled, whether um, we're going to have seven, eight, nine, ten SBOAs and, um, and then basically just adjust the budget working with the committee chairs. Um, to have that realistic budget projection for uh, the next year. And that's basically how we look at it from from my office and then the uh, finance office. And then we come to consensus and uh, present the uh, the budget for the next year to the uh, to the board for approval. And how does the financial oversight committee fit into that? So the financial oversight committee is basically for line items that um, I'll just use an example. Let's just say that we have... Um, for contract admin, we have seven SBOAs scheduled and they do seven SBOAs and they end up scheduling, let's say one more SBOA in 2021. Because they didn't have that line item budgeted uh, for eight SBOAs, they can go to the financial oversight committee, which is uh, myself, uh, director of finance uh, and uh, one, uh, two board members actually, and request um, funds for this, let's just say, uh, next SBOA, which is going to cost up to $25,000. The Financial Oversight Committee can approve that line item up to $25,000 uh, without board approval. Anything over $25,000 has to go to the board of directors. 
with so much uncertainty in 2021, tell us how you come up with the estimates for dues and expenses. That's a good question. So we had to wait basically um, beyond the timeline that is usually used to, to figure out dues for the coming year because we had the EXTO, the EXTO program and the VSP program deadlines um, and basically had to wait for that final number, whatever the um, VSPs ended up being, the EXTOs ended up being. Uh, the SRC uh, and the EFNA committee ran numbers for us and basically projected uh, exactly what the reduced dues income as a result of the, I believe it's 680 uh, VSPs, which means we, we don't get dues from those 680 pilots in 2021. And also the fallout from the EXTO program, um, how many people went on EXTO, what length, and uh, how that would reduce our dues income. Once we had that number, uh, we could more or less um, with the SRC data and their numbers predict um, and calculate exactly what our reduced dues income because of the reduced line flying totals and specifically the VSPs and the XTOs would be for uh, projected for 2021. Tom, speaking of the XTOs and VSP, how have those impacted SWAPA's finances for the remainder of 2020? So that's a very good question as well, because um, it obviously started uh, with the ETOs and the EXTOs in, uh, in August, oh, I'm sorry, September. The, the same committees that ran the numbers for the uh, long-term planning for 2021 ran numbers for the remainder of the year with uh, the uh, VSPs and the EXTOs for 2020. And um, we are uh, right around $1.2 million in reduced dues income for the year 2020, so the current year. So is 2021's budget more or less than 2020's budget? The the membership, the board and the membership passed a, what we call a deficit budget for 2020 of uh, $2.5 million. We were able to reduce uh, spending by an additional roughly $360,000. So to answer your questions, if I understand it right, 2021 will be uh, roughly $350,000, $360,000 less than the 2020 budget. Where did those cuts come from? Uh, they came from uh, uh, committees, um, less travel, basically. We're, uh, we're not holding conferences uh, like the International Airline Con- Conference that, that we started that, that's become very popular uh, with, with other airlines or other airline unions. Um, just because of the current environment with COVID, we know that those conferences aren't going to be held. So we, we cut uh, almost every conference out of the budget. Uh, the SRC uh, talking to the NC, and this it's important to say that that when when we created the the 2021 budget, it wasn't my office just going down the line and cutting um, budgets for committees without having those committees involved and and the NC involved because that's my philosophy was that we wanted to have projection power or deployment power if we needed to negotiate with the company, we didn't want to cut it to, to a point where we we didn't have the funds so. The uh, SPC, for instance, Strike Preparedness Committee, we n- we know that we're not going to have any events in 2021. Uh, so that was a million, I think it was 1.05 um, million that that we didn't have to budget for. That that helped us out tremendously. Same thing with family outreach and their events. We know that due to current conditions and whatever state and, and local um, ordinances are for, for COVID for gatherings, that for the foreseeable future, there's not going to be any events. So that that was four events that that particular chairperson 
submitted that that we cut out because we we know we're not going to have those. Um, and that was so uh, between just outreach and the SPC, we were able to cut uh, $1.3 million. And then everything else uh, was really reduced by the committees themselves, the chairman who submit the uh, or chairpersons who submit the uh, the budget. I sent an email out uh, early on in the process before the VSB uh, or after the VSB numbers came out and, and told them that, that business as usual wasn't going to work in 2021, that we needed to uh, basically submit very realistic um, budgets. And everybody came back with, with extremely realistic budgets. In some cases, we had to go back and actually add money because they trimmed their budget so much that we didn't think it was going to be strategically prudent to, to keep them that thin. Um, some of the committees did that, and that, so we went back and added added money to that. So to answer your questions, basically came from um, most committees and things that we aren't going to do in 2021. Um, even when it came to CapEx, meaning building uh, IT infrastructure or, or phones or uh, building costs, uh, air conditioning units, we um, prioritized everything and everything, anything that wasn't absolutely essential for 2021 was cut out and, and basically pushed forward into 2022, possibly 2023 on a priority system. And uh, that's, that's where we ended up with um, about 300 and I think $345,000 in uh, savings, in operating uh, expense savings or budget basically year over year, meaning compared to 2020. And that's, if, if you think about that, had we not done anything uh, and had just done business as usual with the $2.5 million deficit budget and what we were going to spend this year was going to be uh, the, the membership would have had to vote on a $5 million deficit budget. So, Tom, last year, I know that the board signed a multi-year agreement with Sajeti, who was a, an IT provider that's helping us revamp our website. We also have some other long-term programs going on, for example, the Boeing litigation. Uh, how do those multi-year programs figure into the 2021 budget? Sajeti, for instance, the um, their contract is a multi-year, as you said, a multi-year budget that's absolutely necessary in, in taking us um, beyond our, our, our capabilities right now into the cloud, et cetera, et cetera. So um, those just roll over. I mean, we've got them projected for, um, for instance, Sajeti is... Uh, that contract includes two uh, of their contract employees that that work here at SWAPA, and it's part of that contract. So going into 2021, that, that contract, those two employees are no longer part of the contract, so they were cut out uh, out of that uh, budget, basically. So the Sajeti and, and the outside consultants, um, those contracts are all figured into basically the uh, CapEx, uh, so capital expenditure budget. Did they change it all this year or did are they fixed costs or did we renegotiate re any of those or by losing those two people, did that reduce that cost? We will eventually lose those two people and their, uh, their salaries were included in the contract. Uh, we didn't renegotiate uh, any of those contracts. Uh, it was just, it was negotiated uh, last, I don't know when, last year before my time. And uh, and it'll run out at some point. We could renegotiate it and if, if needed. There was a worst case scenario that the IT department had that in case we needed to extend Sujeti or those contract workers. And we took that out of the budget because if there was a worst case scenario when those consultants, uh, those two employees from Sajeti needed to be on board, we could just uh, go to the board and ask for that money at, at that time. But we weren't going to budget for worst case scenarios for the IT buildup. 
So let's talk about monthly pay. We know it's down um, based on the the you know loss of the pilots that were on the on the payroll before paying dues before. Um, explain how it's not, but it's not as far down as we were anticipating. Explain what happened there. So initially, we were looking at minimum monthly guarantee: eighty-seven trips per thirty-day month, eighty-nine trip for thirty-one day month. And with the SRC um, staff and the pilots being able to run the numbers consistently, um, they take into account things uh, such as reassignment pay, which with hindsight we've had and uh, we're continuing to have, uh, reroutes and uh, a little bit of open time training. And so that actually brought our average up to 102.5 for the year uh, for um, average pay per pilot. Do you happen to know off the top of your head what the average is? Other, prior to COVID, uh, I I think it was somewhere between 105 and 110. I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so one of the questions that has come up um, and that was asked sort of during the discussion of the budget was, why are we planning to keep the NC on full time next year? And you did answer that. And if you could tell our members that the reasoning behind that too. Sure. So with the NC, um, the NC has actually been spooled up and working for. Um, They've never stood down, uh, basically. We had one week, I think, of, of negotiations in, in 2020 before COVID happened. But you have to understand that the NC is a very um, dynamic committee, which means they're they're constantly negotiating, whether it's Section 6 or not. So uh, if, uh, for instance, now the company uh, wants to look at cost reduction, we have to have the data, we have to have the people spooled up and ready to engage in those talks in case. They haven't come to us yet, but just in case they do. And that's why the NC is very crucial in being able to be, um, have that strategic power deployment that I always talk about, that if we are called in to go talk to the company about cost reduction, or maybe even back in Section 6 when the, uh, the GO opens up January 1st, um, that, that we didn't want to be in a position to where we had them flying the line and um, uh, not having around data and basically part-timers. We wanted them to be ready to be able to act and talk to the company, run the numbers and have that data that we're, we've, we've been so superior in data since 2016 and we didn't want to lose that edge. So that, that's what they're doing. And they've been actually doing that, working and being, getting ready for the rest of 2020, 2021. They also negotiate some things like, um, I think, don't they work on some of our uh, benefits costs and things like that as well? Of course, yeah, the, the whole thing with um, basically MetLife and, and uh, LTD, STD programs. And um, and also the, the EXTO program itself and the VSP program, th- those were, our NC was very integral to that. And I, th- I think, I don't think that's out there enough for people to understand that, that the NC was very, very involved in, uh, in, in those programs. One of the things that um, you brought up was that you wanted, when you were talking a little earlier, you were saying that you didn't want to cut the budgets too thin. And I, I remember you saying at, at one point, talking about the fact that you did not, you thought the idea of having to come back and ask for a, an increase was um, kind of not the best way to run a budget. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I, I fundamentally disagree with that approach to to our budget uh, at SWAPA. And I know in the past, um, not recent years, that's that's kind of been uh, uh, some years where people have made a budget look really pretty for the board or the membership to pass, knowing full well that they're going to go back and ask for money um, down the road uh, from the board. And 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 when you're mid 
something, uh, the board almost always will approve it. And I don't think that's transparent and I don't think that's truthful when it comes to budget planning. So one of the philosophies behind this budget was not only to maintain our agility uh, and adaptability, but also have a fully um, realistic budget where we didn't need to do that. Now, there might be times where you might need to do that, that there might be building costs, the few AC units blow up and you have to go do that. Uh, but But to go into a budget creation process with the mindset of creating something that's lean, knowing that you're going to ask for more money down the road is, is, is just bad business. And that's what we didn't want to do. And that's why when certain committees came pretty anemic uh, for their budget pro uh, projection, I actually had to add to their money, uh, to their budget, not randomly, uh, but talking to the chair person and um, seeing what their the realistic budget is, and then we, we added by that amount. Um, and, and that that was the idea behind that, not not to have to go back and ask for money and have the budget be very uh, realistic. Uh, Tom, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about our reserve fund. Uh, I guess currently it's about $23 million. What exactly is the reserve fund for, and do we have a target set that we're aiming for? So the reserve fund is basically there for um, ha having a um, – savings account, if you would, and, and for uh, things that we need to um, spend extra money on. And that was things like contract negotiations 2016, where we needed to deploy the SPC. And we only do that because we feel that the, the investment is going to be worth the return. And, and in the case of contract 2016, it obviously was. Uh, or IT improvements where we know it's a target that we need to have. We must have IT improvement to transition to the cloud, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so ba that's basically what the reserve fund is, is there for. And like you said, it's $23.1 million uh, right now. You talked earlier about the 2020 budget and where we're going to end up. Can you go a little further into where that's going to end up at the end of this year? So su surprisingly enough, the um, the reduced dues income, number one, is not as bad as we thought because of the the, the line average that we just talked about. Um, so that's a good thing. Believe it or not, because of uh, the travel restrictions with COVID, we haven't been able to do a lot of things. That includes not having any um, strike preparedness events or picket events and uh, family um, outreach events. Travel is down uh, almost 100%. We're not going to conferences. Nobody's going to conferences. So all of that, believe it or not, is going to give us a um, budget surplus of over a million dollars. I don't know where it's going to end up. It's probably $1.2, $1.3 million, maybe even more. Um, and speaking of the reserve fund, that the board gets to decide in December to um, where to put that money. And they can choose to put it back into the uh, reserve fund, which we haven't done in a few years because we've had to take money out of it. And they do that in four total installments next year in 2021. So there's a good possibility that we can put upwards of $1.5, $1.7 million back into the reserve fund because we're actually running a surplus. And it's an, I call it an environmental surplus. It's because we didn't do anything. Going back to contract admin, they had SBOA scheduled this year, but the company shut down. That The GEO was shut down until I think 1-1 of 21. So we haven't even been been able to meet with the company, those travel costs, hotel costs, uh, SBOA costs, legal fees, um, they're, they're basically all still there. And um, we carry 
over the next year and the board gets to decide what to do with it, but uh, probably go back into the reserve fund. And Tom, I just wanted to clarify there. You said uh, we haven't met with the company, but you're meaning we haven't met with the company in person because I do know contract admin and, and much of SWAP is still fully engaged with the company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I was just talking about those particular like SBOAs and stuff, Okay, you know, that we haven't, we haven't had a chance to do. So, cause I think we're down, we're one, we're at one SBOA this year, I think. Something like that. Yeah, they had one in January. I yeah. guess they're not having another one. That's in- it. And that's what I was year. talking about. This is a $25,000 a pop, you yeah. know. Tom, before we go, uh, as long as I, we, you and I have both been uh, at Southwest, uh, a, a common complaint has been that SWAPA is just sort of a black hole of money and people complain they don't know where the money goes. How, do, how can pilots follow the money? So the membership can go to the website and look at the uh, financial scorecard that is created by our director of finance. And that includes every committee, every uh, budget, every proposed budget, every um, uh, percentage of variance. Uh, basically, they're budgeted this much. They've spent so much so far this year. And what what percentage that is of, of their proposed um, 2020 or 2021 budget it includes membership dues, um, even rental income and uh, employee salaries. So it's it's there, it's transparent. Every, every penny, like I said, is accounted for. We'd like to thank Tom for coming on the podcast to explain to our members how their dues are being spent. Remember that you can look at all of SWAPA's financial data on the SWAPA website under your union, financial, and budget. You can see for yourself the annual budgets and trip pool totals for the last five years, and the most recent audit reports along with the reserve fund summaries are available as well. And as always, if you have any feedback for us, we really want to hear from you. Please drop us a line at com at swapa.org. And finally, today's bonus number is 27%. That's the percentage decrease in committee expenses for 2021. As Tom said, SWAPA is preparing to tighten its belt in light of the uncertainty next year, while keeping our ability to project power as needed. Tower Southwest uh, 143 is ILS uh, 20 right. Southwest 143, National Tower, wind 0706, runway 20 right, clear to land. Clear to land, runway 20 right, Southwest uh, 143.